Today's episode is sponsored by Youmore. Youmore helps us better understand and uplift our mental health with instant screening, data tracking, insights, and targeted exercises. I've had the pleasure of having both co-founders on the podcast, and I really admire what they do and love their vision behind the company. Youmore is the AI-powered mental well-being tracker that helps you build positive habits, change behaviors, and share your progress with friends, family, and physicians. Youmore's vision is to make mental health as seamless and as accessible as possible. Its purpose is to act as a support and prevention tool and to provide you with the data and insights to help you develop an awareness of your current mental state and stress levels. The way it works is very simple. You download the app for free on your smartphone. You fill in a quick questionnaire that will assess how you're currently feeling, which will act as a starting point, and it will check in with you daily to track your well-being over time and so that you are able to see your progression day by day. Youmore also gives you access to many evidence-based exercises which are designed to help you live your happiest and healthiest life. The goal of Youmore is to be your friend, is there to help and support you in your mental health journey. And to find out more, you can check out their website at youmore.app. Hey guys, welcome to Hope It Helps. Today's guest is Muhammad Rayan Bailuni. Bailuni is a producer, songwriter, and audio engineer who is widely recognized as one of the most talented and versatile English music producers in the region. He has produced, written, and engineered over 250 songs, amassing over 11 million streams while working with over 45 artists of different styles. Bailuni is set on changing the landscape of narrating conflict and difference, and as he puts it, music is about turning intangible emotions into songs. During this episode, we discuss the evolution of his music career, we talk about music's ability to break cultural barriers, his insights into the songwriting process, and his perspective on how to address the challenges that arise when working with different artists and other creatives. And the last message he wanted to share is to do what you love and love what you do, and to never tell yourself you can't do something if you really want to do it. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Muhammad Rayan Bailuni. What am I going to call you today, by the way? I need to be clear. We need a name and I'm going to stick to it. All right, so th- so there's like an un- <laughs> there's, an, there's an unwritten rule, which is... Okay. Uh, if you know, if you don't know me very well, it's Rayan because okay. like you don't know which name to use. Yeah. If you know me better than Rayan, it would be like Muhammad. But okay. if you know me well, which now we do, okay, it's Bailuni. Bailuni, yeah. done. So yeah. guys, welcome Bailuni to the show. <laughs> uh, Thank you for having me, bro. Habibi, I appreciate you. It's a pleasure, man. A pleasure. Really excited to uh, have you on the show today. So for guys, for people who don't know, me and uh, Bailuni actually met uh, a week ago. Um, First through, time, you know, through our my fiance and your yes. fiance, and he's actually the one who produced uh, my fiance's intro for the podcast and then it sounded so sick. And I think you did DX Babies too, right? Yes, yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm like, I have done, this is episode 70 right now. And I'm like, I still don't have music and I've listened to those and it sounded great. So now guys, this is the guy who's producing my no music. No pressure. No pressure whatsoever. No pressure. I'm super excited to see what comes out. <laughs> uh, so just a disclaimer for that. Um, but yeah, man, welcome to the show. Good Thank you very you. much, Habib, bro. Appreciate you. Thank um, you for having me. So um, I've had a produced on the show before and mm-hmm. we dove into a lot of different things you know him you know ay and so today i wanted to really get into the mind of a producer the work you do how you got into music you know there's a lot i have a lot of questions for you um i see the, i see i'm like oh damn yeah he's gotta, gonna hit me for six you gotta get you gotta be prepped bro. come on <laughs> um but before we get into everything man why don't you give all of us a little bit of background about yourself yeah sure and we'll take it from there sure so um uh I, like are we going full background or just who i am what i do uh, oh, totally okay. up to you. It's your show. Uh, um, well, so, well, so obviously my name is uh, Rayan, or people know me as Beluni. Um, I'm a music producer, and um, yeah. So I mean, like, long story short, um, 
I'm like self-taught, self, whatever, everything for um, getting into music. But um, yeah, I go from like, I essentially probably just do, you could say like audio engineering, songwriting, cool. production, yeah. um, predominantly with artists. Some of the works like corporate stuff, like, you know, jingles and stuff like that for like oh, Pepsi. No way. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's yeah. Sick. Okay. Um, I've when I started, essentially the journey was, um, you know, I was like pre- predominantly raised in um, Abu Dhabi okay. um, up until I was like 18. And then um, when I finished high school, I didn't really know what to do. My parents were like, um, you know, maybe just do what's best, whatever you did best in yeah. like grade wise. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and at that time I was in a band. So I was like, oh, we were at a studio and I was like, I think I want to intern at a studio. And then it's like, no, no, taboo, taboo, taboo. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm and sure. then, yeah. And then my dad's like, what's, what are your highest marks in? And I was like, biology and math. He's like, you'll do biotechnology. I was like, fine. Uh, so, sure, yeah, you know, course. I'll roll into that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So then I went to uni in the UK, um, did uh, both my master's in biotech. Then I worked in a pharma company, and then after the pharma company, um, I actually saw. I, I think you you must know this talk, the Simon Sinek Golden Circle. Yeah, of course, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. So start saw, with why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I saw the start with why convo, or uh, presentation, and um, I essentially quit the same day. Oh wow! Yeah, okay, and then sure. I, and my dad said to me, he's like. Uh, so what are you going to do now? And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I definitely know what I don't want to do. And I don't want to do that anymore. Fair. Um, and then it took me yeah, about a year. I came back to Dubai to visit. And then I found out about like the free zone stuff and whatever, um, starting your own company. And then I'm like, I think I'm going to do like music production. And I was like, I was obviously nowhere near as good as I am today. But at the time I was like, I think, I think people might pay for this stuff. I don't know what it's like. Okay. Um, yeah. And then that was in 2015. Yeah. And then, so yeah, six years later, um, Still batting, still batting. <laughs> yeah. So Here yeah, that's essentially the. That's awesome, man. Because I, when I was doing uh, my research, I'm like, and I was looking at like your background and stuff, and it's like pharmacy, biotech. Yeah. And I was confused. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, yeah. how, how did it get? I'm still figuring it <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> like, how did that transition yeah. even come? Okay, now it makes a lot of sense. But did you always like? Was music always something that you loved? Was it like, in your mind, if your parents from the beginning said, "Yo." you know, you can go do music. Would you have gone and done that? Yeah. Or like, yeah, so music has always been... Yeah, because like, I was in a band. So, yeah, because I was in a band. Um, I started my own like little like rock band in high school. I think I was, I would say like the first time was like 14, 15. It okay. was like the whole like, you know, when um, MTV was at its prime yeah, yeah, and you saw yeah. like the Nickelbacks, Avril Lavigne's, sure. the, uh, Blink-182. So um, yeah, so I, I tried to do music and that's when I started learning how to play guitar. So trying to do the whole band thing, um, when it when I got to eighteen, I was like, I had just figured out what studio life was like for like okay. maybe six months because sure. we're like, oh, we're recording in a studio, um, and I was like, you know, obviously it's like looking at a spaceship. You're just like, how does all of this work? Yeah. Um, and then that's when the whole like you have to go to uni and travel somewhere or not. Um, I think when I look back at it now, though, like I don't really, I don't, I I think I held a little bit of um, resentment against my parents for it. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah but now, now I think uh, now that I'm older, um, I think I probably would have done the same thing. Like in terms of what they told me, that's sure. something I would yeah, have done. Yeah, yeah. It's just because I'm like, I, I get like, you know, especially in the Arab, um, in the Arab culture, uh, it being taboo. It's like um, when I looked into it a lot more, I was like. I, I get why people say, like, for example, jobs like uh, engineering, uh, being a lawyer, being a teacher, whatever, are like, <laughs> I, I get it because I'm like, if you were to start a society or a city on a just 
blank, an island, blank a blank. You yeah. need those. You can't. 100%. You can't start with artists. Yeah, I get that. But then I'm like, but I'm not in a blank state. I'm in Dubai, so yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it now qualifies. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. next is like influencer yeah. artist. You know, like For so. Sure. Yeah, but I mean that's that's how I got into it. So I'm like, I think music's always been there for me. Like, um, and then I, there was like a there was like a weird like in that space when I was doing the medical stuff. I was still touring with the with the band and stuff. So we'd play shows in Europe, in Asia. No way. Yeah, yeah so it, okay. it was fun. Like in not like not like a back to back thing. Yeah, but you do for like a month. You travel and do that stuff. That's and, sick. Yeah, I that's enjoyed really it. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. get some good life stories. So like when I came, I think that's good because when I talked when I work with artists and they tell me stuff, I'd be like, yeah, like I I've actually done it. So I'd be like, yeah, it's like just watch out for this, watch out for that. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, yeah. and you've then, been there. You, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like I think other artists don't. I think maybe that's where the advantage comes in because I've always been into music. I didn't just do it because I'm like, I'll be a producer. Yeah. It was for me like another outlet of like making music in a band by myself as sure. a producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think like, I'm speaking on their behalf, but I think a bunch of people would say like, um, I approach them as if I'm another artist that's working with them rather than like artist producer. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It's, yeah. it's not... Uh you you can from the sounds of it you, you can resonate with the vision that they have more maybe yeah like more naturally than yeah. like a standard pure just technical producer would. yeah yeah and sometimes it's just like dude i wouldn't do that yeah, yeah. i've done that that's it's trust me it's going to be so bad yeah <laughs> and then there's a point where you feel like a parent and you're like they have to do this yeah yeah they have to get this out of their system yeah, they need to figure it out you and then to- they come back to like why didn't you tell me this man and i'm like now i'm my dad you know like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at like 18 bro Man, listening to uh, your story about like with your parents and stuff, even like myself, I I was gonna ask my whole life growing up, um, I wanted to be an engineer, but this is why. What type of engineer? Uh, civil. Mm. So I always wanted to be an engineer, but why? I want to be like Baba. Baba's an engineer. Oh, really? So I want to be an engineer, and of course, for them, they're like, okay, he's like saying this himself. It's like, fuck it, yeah, go, yeah, 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 yeah. Go. <laughs> be an engineer, bro. Yeah, I love it. You know, it's for sure. Dude, that's a dad's dream, bro. Hundred percent. And then I did it for like two years, and I went to my dad. I'm like, yo, like, fuck this. Like, it's not. Is this right after uni? No, this is during uni. I switched majors, mm, so I started oh. civil. I did it for two years, and then I went to my dad. I'm like, yo, I. What was it that? It's just, it's I. I, what, I, what I learned in my experience is for professions like engineering, law, medicine, all that kind of stuff, it's not a question of ability, it's a question of discipline. Yeah. So like you need to really love that subject matter to put in the work to be successful at it. Yeah. For example, I couldn't do that because I didn't really, I didn't love engineering, I didn't care about it. But now I have a younger brother who's studying, uh, who's in med school, but he, but he like, works his ass off but he loves it yeah so yeah, i yeah. see why it didn't work for me and like how it works for him but then but then when you went when you went into it in uni were you not like because like i would like, i i get what you're saying because like you did it because your dad did it right That's, well yeah that was like the, in my mind i never even considered loving an, it. An, an, another idea of like what i could do never mm. never in my life it's weird how that didn't become passion yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. That like, because you weren't like, I guess I'll do what Baba did. You're like, no, it's it's civil engineering or nothing. Yeah. And that didn't translate into the discipline. Yeah, exactly. You I know? think, um, but I think you also, like, I my my motivation for doing it was, I didn't really know about any other options. I'd never thought in my life and up until 18 about. There's something else I could be besides an engineer. I thought if I'm not an engineer, I'm a failure. I won't be successful. You know, yeah. like all that shit. 
And then I did business, I did finance and economics, so I got mm. double major. And that was much more my vibe, you know, it taught me how the world works. Because growing up, I'm like, okay, mom and dad. What made you choose business? It was just the easiest transition, I oh, think. okay, okay. And I did finance because numbers worked with me. So finance, you know, closest kind of thing. And yeah, that's it. But then I had a short-lived, my friends would laugh at this if they're listening. So my parents, yeah, um, I want to be a DJ. Oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and I'm like, all my friends, like I, I was the first one, I think, of like our group. I got like a DJ set and I learned how to DJ and whatever. But I never really... I was like, guys, one day you'll see, you'll see, I'll be there, fuck you all. And here I am now, bro, like nothing happened with it, but everyone still calls me by my name. Do you still have the set? What? Yeah, yeah, I still have it in my room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a set that I can use Do you now, do though. this at like 12 o'clock at night and you're like... No, yeah, yeah, just like <laughs> sneaking by. I just, man, I realized like, I, like when I go watch people, whatever, I love it. Uh, I can imagine myself doing it. But the reason it didn't go through is because I realized I like it. But I'm not, it's not my passion. So mm. I never was going to, I didn't, I never put in the work to get me to a level where yeah. I can play, you know, like an actual But like, when you say DJ, whatever. are you saying like DJ, like a resident DJ or DJ like, as in like Marshmallow, Armin, Van Buren? No, like a resident DJ. Oh, uh, like, got you, got something, you. Got something like that, you know, like obviously my aspiration like would be that Like remixing stuff. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Starting kind of there. Like just a good vibe. Mm. Um, you know, I'm in control of the vibe. I can, I like music. I love music. I can make something, I can make something mm. happen here, but. Is your taste in music DJ electronic music? Mm, it's very mixed. It's mm. very mixed. Like I used to for I think we all went through the phase when there was like like Avicii and David yeah, Guetta yeah, yeah. and all that. You know, for five years yeah, it was like yeah, EDM, yeah, yeah. bro. Now that's like what like post Y two K. Yeah, yeah. It's like twin twenty tens. Like, yeah, twenty exactly. Twenty perfect. Twenty tens exactly. And then and like now, bro. Like if I hear that shit, I'm just like shh. Like, shut the fuck up. You're so loud. It's so noisy. It's so noisy. <laughs> it's like now it's just for me like. R&B, hip hop, Spanish, mm. uh, Afro beats, like anything that's like a dancing vibe, I'm in. Yeah. You know, like so down, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, fucking yeah. down. Um, but I wanted to come back to something you said, which I thought was really interesting, mm. uh, which is um, music is about turning inta uh, intangible mm. emotions into songs. And I really, I really love that. So, but I wanted to ask you from a song, because I know you're a songwriter and a producer. So from a songwriting perspective, Two questions. Number one, what's your process kind of look like? Like, how do you think about it when you're coming to write a song? And does it always, like, does it start from emotion and then you kind of make the song? Like, this is the emotion that I want to create. Or is it like, as you're making the song, you're going through your process, an emotion comes up, comes up that you feel resonates with the song? Mm. Or like, you like, oh, great question. Um, I don't, to be honest, I never really thought about it too much about which one happens more or yeah, first. Yeah, sure, sure. But um, I I uh, I would say that it 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 probably yeah okay so I yeah I'm thinking about that. both happen a lot I'm sure yeah. um I think the the there are situations where like you you'd make the music first mm. um and the music has a certain that's just like a texture to it and it it just it's very like it's very um primal like it's very like um, i just this makes me feel sad okay or this like okay. you know yeah, yeah um and then um there are situations where you already kind of have maybe like a theme in mind uh and then you're sort of curating the music for that for that for yeah that. but yeah. i would say the first one is more maybe common than the second one okay um because i think sometimes like um the whole this whole thing about like contrasts i'm really like big on contrast like like 
I think it's a bit cheesy when it's like it's a sad beat and it's a it's sad lyrics with it. and it's like I kind of feel like that's more branding like okay, you know what no, I mean? interesting. Like, I that's something mean. I would do for an ad okay. if that makes sense yeah 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 because yeah. um um Salda my fiance um she she explained this the best like this is probably the best way to go like how I go about songwriting is um we were driving down uh Wassel Road and there was a there was a carry four um, I know I always say that wrong. Everyone laughs at me. I know it's Carrefour. Yeah, yes. Carrefour from my mom. Um, and we saw uh, we saw a, um, an ad, like a poster, and it was a carrot. It was just like an animated carrot. And it's outline of a carrot. Okay. And um, I was like, that is such a terrible, terrible poster. Mm. And she's like, you don't like that design? And I was like, it's the sketch of a carrot. Like, like what is it to like? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I think it's a great design. And I'm like, what? She's like, as a design, yeah. And it sort of struck me, like, internally. I was like, design, artwork, and art. And I was like, I actually don't know the difference. So when she's like, are you talking about it, like, as, an, as artwork or, like, as art? Or are you talking about it as a design? And I'm like, what's the difference? Yeah. Because I feel the difference, but I don't know the difference by definition. Gotcha, yeah. And she's like, um, so a design is when you have a certain message to convey. And that mess, that design basically says exactly what you're trying to say. Okay. So there's okay. no, there is no room for interpretation. Okay. So it's based like, this is what we want. Like this design matches. We exactly, sell chairs. Exactly it's a chair. That. Gotcha. Done. Okay. Yeah. She's like, art is the opposite. It's where it's only about interpretation. Ah, actually, so yeah. that that really changed that sort of explained everything about just the way I even try to write with people. I'm like, I don't want you to tell me what it is. I want you to tell me what it is without saying what it is. So okay. like a really like mundane example would be like, actually probably the best way to say it is like, if it's something that someone who doesn't write a song could say, it's probably not a good song. If that makes sense. Ah, interesting. Okay. You know, like, could you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. But I kind of get what you mean, but could you Yeah, just like if you're going to tell someone, for example, like, I love you, it takes no effort to say that because anyone in the world can say that. And I don't think people resonate with it because it's not really special if you heard in the song, I really, really love you. It's like, oh, well, I see what you mean. My mom could have written that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But then if you kind of go like, how could I explain that I love someone, but using the analogy of a door handle? Or whatever. Mm. Mm. And suddenly it is about interpretation because it's like, am I talking about this? Did he mean it this way? Ah, whatever. Okay. I mean, very bad example for a door handle. But like, you know, like, and I think the best songs um, have that. And it helps with the theme and whatever. But like, um, I saw a video of uh, Sia. She does the something very similar. And she said when she writes songs, she's with like a songwriter, um, sorry, a pianist. And he'll just start playing stuff. And she picks out stuff in the room to sing about, which is where Chandelier came from. Oh, really? From oh, the chandelier. Oh, she's no like, way. Chandelier, um, you got me hanging here like a chandelier. And then, like, right? And then it's like hanging. Oh, they. And then she works off of it. But okay, the okay. concept was when someone doesn't reciprocate feelings. So you're left wondering, do they or do they not? So you got me hanging here like a chandelier or whatever, you know? Yeah. So um, that that's the part of songwriting I enjoy the most. Like, And it's also good because when you tell people that you're like, that's not a good line. And some people take it in a design sense. It's like, but that's what it is. I'm like, once you say that, there's nothing left to say. Yeah. It's literally like, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah, if, yeah. if you, if I wrote a song and I told you like, 
oh, the song is called da 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 and the first lyric is I love you. And you're like, cool, what's the song about? It's about how much I love someone. It's like, what's the next line? Um, you've, it's like it's like thesis statement. You've said everything. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. Nothing it's, left it's all to say. in the title, basically. You know, you but know, then, it says it. yeah, then you have, but then I think like that's where like storytelling comes in because you can be like, um, you can then set time, location, place, and it's like a movie, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You How know? you like you construct it, like, yeah, in that way. Yeah, you yeah. get the slate, New York, present mm. day. You know, you can you can play with stuff like that. So, um, I think more of that comes when you hear the music first. Gotcha. You know, because okay. I'm like, it yeah. sounds really sad. It would be weird. Uh, this is. I know I'm like all over the place at the moment, but like a really good example of everything that I'm saying is um, somebody that I used to know by Goita. Oof, right? What a, what a track. Because that, that, that melody, uh, it go, it's actually Baba Black Sheep. A lot of people don't know that. The dum, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very like childlike. So like that would be your like your key, five keywords, like childlike, very happy vibes. Yeah. Right? Um, you would say like, but the lyrics are sad. Yeah, co- like exactly. The, exa- but you don't that's get the that contrast. Vibe. So yeah, it's like I an adult, okay. dark. You know, so mm-hmm. the contrast is there. Yeah. yeah. Now you're just somebody that I used to know. Then Baba Black Sheep. Yeah, yeah. And I think that contrast is what people. It's like the peanut butter jelly. Gotcha. They yeah. like that, you know, yeah, sweet, yeah, and yeah. sweet and sour. Sweet and sour. Yeah. No one's gonna yeah, be yeah. like, dude, you know what this cheesecake really needs is like another cheesecake. Put like, <laughs> like no one, you know, and someone's you like, something to cut through that shit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know? I got you. Yeah, so yeah. I think when I was talking about the intangibles, that's what I meant. Like, okay. it's about like, um, how do you turn a story? Uh, how do you make something that uh, you can't feel? Like, uh, like for example, like love. Like, you, it's not something you can like hear. Right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then, yeah. how would you hear love? It's maybe the way someone says something, or mm. you know, you could then make an analogy to like the wind or whatever, whatever. And then you start bringing your set the person's senses into um, understanding that concept a different way. So, okay. like, if okay. you explained love and rather than saying I love you, you say like um, uh, I threw a coin down the well and I realized at the bottom was the promise you made me and you're like mm. wow i'm sort of understanding love in a way i've never understood it before now that you've said it that way yeah it rather speaks, than it like speaks to me differently yeah. okay gotcha Do that i love su- you super lo- i really really love you <laughs> yeah. and guess what baby i love it's like come on. come on man you know like yeah i feel you but that's actually that's super interesting and i think the the example you made with like the, the goita song is yeah it kind of it really encompasses everything you just you said. You said it before me you as well. It, You're no, like, it's, but it's a very dark. It's a, it, yeah, it is because when I like even the title and the words, but when I sing it, like you play that anywhere, and everyone's like song. singing like their hearts. But yeah, they exactly. Love it. it has exactly. that vibe to it. Exactly. Okay. But then you look at it and you go like, that's a sad song, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not a that's you, not a happy song. You know what's you know, you made me think about something. You know sometimes, I like. Kind of like exactly what you said, like words can like words, the words that are being said can give you an emotion. Mm-hmm. But it's from my perspective and for using the Goethe example, it seems that the beat, when it, no matter what the, the context of the words are and the feeling you're trying to give out, the beat will always rain, remain rain king. That's Ooh. what's going to because like, for example, the Goethe song is a perfect example because now like I was speaking about it. And when I think about it, if I take a step back and look at the words, I'm like, mm-hmm. yes it is a sad song but never have i ever heard it and like felt sad or like yeah. felt that way you know what i mean because the beat of it overpowers that eliminates that yeah what do you think what's your what's your take um i never thought of it that way um i think that 
so I, th- I think you kind of get both. Because okay. like when I, like if I hear Ed Sheeran, I wouldn't say so because I'd be like, it, whatever he says, I'm going to take it as that. As a, it usually you know? is though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but then, um, yeah, I guess in the Goita example, it's like, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really sing that song going like, man, I feel really down. Let me play. <laughs> You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is a banger, bro. You know? Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So I, I think so. I think um, I th- it's weird. I kind of feel that um, this is just like a thing I've realized lately. Maybe it's like, I feel like when the music's happy and the, the lyrics and the song are say sad or mm. in, like dark, um, music reigns king. Yeah. But when it's flipped, it doesn't. If the beat is sad so, and the words are like happy. Are happy, I think it's taken still as a happy song. I, do you yeah. have an example of that? Like I get, um, I get 100% what you mean, but I'm trying to think of a song. To, so in my mind, I'm like to relate to what you're talking yeah. about. Do you know what um, I mean? Yeah, maybe a good example would be... Um, hmm. I have an example like the Goita one, not the... I was going to say there's like Rolling in the Deep, Adele. Like again, yeah, again there the you go. Super sad song, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the flip would be like, I mean, yeah, to be like extreme, maybe even just like, maybe like even like, um, maybe like Sicko Mode, like Travis. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where like, yeah, the beat could be hype, but like if he's really saying something like dark or whatever, you're like, this is a dark song, dude. Even though it could oh, be, okay, yeah, you know? I get you. Actually, that's a great example. You know what I mean? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis is like, it's a bit of a tough one. It's like I know it's a hot topic at the moment. But <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it is. But like, yeah, I think maybe like songs like that, and I, it's also genre specific as well. Hundred percent. You know. And uh, another thing you said that I really liked when you were describing music, or the way you like to produce, is the the combination of cathartic, catharsis oh. and diversity. And something you said about. You talked about how music is that one way, like in a song, you can say something differently, give someone a different narrative about the inside versus the outside. And when we're talking about things like cultural boundaries, music is that one language that breaks all cultural boundaries. And the thing, I get it, and I I 100% agree with that statement. But I've never asked the question, like, how would, if I asked you, I'm like, Beluni, how would you describe how and why, from your perspective, Mm -hmm. it breaks cultural boundaries? How would you, like, explain that? Um, I think it's because of the history of where music comes from. Okay. Um, because it's essentially, um, how we would tell stories around a campfire, like as cavemen. Mm. I think that's where it really comes from. So we're all sat at after dark around a fire. The elders are going to tell, you know, the children, there was this and there was that. They, sometimes they have to make it fun to remember. And then there's like tales and then. There'll be a certain beat behind that, which would, and I think that's just evolved to the point where, like, um, you know, me and you could hear Despacito, and we we don't understand the word, but we know what we have to do. Oh yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 hundred um, percent. And there's a bunch, even like Rosalia is very sim- uh, similar as well. Like, there's a bunch of artists like that, and I think it's also the flip because it, um, I try to ask people that don't understand English about English music because they don't know what English music is saying. You know, oh, that's actually, that's, yeah, yeah. I've never thought of that. Actually. Yeah, 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 and. Um, and it's very similar to just like how I would listen to like a Spanish song, a French song, that there is something um, very like, again, like very primal about the way certain things feel. Mm. Even if you change the sound, like there's like the trap sounds and then there's like uh, 90s R&B sure. and then whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But like, um, yeah, a, a big part of why of how I think that dictates itself is I think um, 
I think it's more to do with, it's like this is very philosophical, but like I think it's more to do with the way certain beats manipulate time. So I think the way that something is striking you as a beat um, intuitively makes you behave a certain way. I, can, I get that. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I the get more that. Rep, like the, the more, BPMs and stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? like, or like the more repetitive something is, the more physical the reaction. Mm. Because you're not really manipulating with time. You're, it's like, like, for example, EDM would be a good one or house music's like boom, boom, boom. You're like, it's like consistency. Yeah, yeah. I can predict it so I can therefore react to this because it's not going to catch me off guard. Yeah. So you then, you, you then start to think of a way you can respond mm. but then with like r&b music or with like maybe let's say like spanish music and jazz you can't dance because it will catch you off guard yeah yeah or the beat there's is like maybe, off beats and stuff yeah, yeah exactly there's a lot of pocket and there's so you're actually waiting for the person to sing so it's more of a um idle state where you're listening and you're like and you vibe yeah but i think it's, it's i just think it's like very primal like you hear a certain beat um and your body just goes, there's something, uh, there's a study about this as well, because uh, apparently it's very similar to the reason why pigeons move their head like, like when they're walking, because it's to do with balance and all that stuff. And oh, really? uh, why you okay. see parrots doing the whole, you know, to music. Um, there's like a, a, a part of the brain that outside of birds and another, um, forget another species or whatever, humans have it. And it's, it's, uh, it's apparently still a phenomenon, which is like, normally you touch something hot which is stimulus your finger reacts yeah. or your brain reacts by pulling your hand away so you're in a reactive state mm. but music is one of the only states with humans where you are reacting prior to stimulus because you have to land on beat ah, yeah so true. you go boom true, then you're true. like you move to land on stimulus yeah where we don't have that reaction to anything else yeah. so i think it's again like it's something I think we just learned. We just learned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that makes... Uh, so, I know it's like super philosophical. Yeah, that's fine. But bro. I spent I spent so much time reading this stuff and I'm like... <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, this is, and this is the time to bring it out, bro. That's why you bust this out all the knowledge. This is why you should have convinced your dad with this knowledge, bro. I know, bro. Be a DJ. But I didn't have all this shit back in the day, bro. <laughs> I didn't know about pigeons, bro. I was just like, dad, I wanted to do it, man. But <laughs> but we digress. Um, one th- the other one... The, I, I like what you said in the sense that like... I'm sorry, I'm just like, I can't believe I talked about pigeons. That's so I, funny. Yeah, fuck it, bro. This is, <laughs> I don't even remember this that. This is what we talk about on the Hope It Helps podcast. Yeah, Hope It Helps with pigeons. Pigeons and music, that's what we do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but one thing you said about how like, it goes back in time and music is something that has evolved over time and through mm. you know, history and so on. So it's always been a part of our life. The only other thing I believe like, that I can relate to that that breaks cultural barriers is food. Mm. You know? Like sound, for some, for some reason, sound and food, whether we know you, don't know you, if it tastes good, um, there's a good chance I'm going to start, like, I might like you more. And if yeah. it sounds good, I might start knowing yeah. about your culture more. Yeah. So taking the music culture example. Now, I know you've worked with like over 45 artists. You've done like 250 songs. Do you find that when you're like artists, the artists you've worked with have been from different backgrounds and cultures. So yeah. do you find, is there like a common thing theme in the way people think about music like mm. people from like the middle east they're like this is how they think or people from like france think in this way or the states think that way. is there a thing like that or is it very individualistic mm. per person uh i think it's more based on uh where that if the person's from a certain country and they're making music that is similar to their 
to that country then okay. yeah maybe okay but like okay. if i have like uh, an artist from sudan that wants to sound like music from alabama then it's not really going to be much to do with sudan, sudan be, yeah for example you know but yeah. um uh, which makes me think, I, I don't know how many artists um, I, I've worked with that are that make music that reflects their background, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I get that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I think um, this is actually something uh, I talk with Big Hass about a lot. It's sort of like 5 a.m. talks with Big Hass, but like, because um, uh, he's a, a huge advocate of... Um, we, we, we very much disagree about how you develop identity that makes, but also it be something relatable to somebody else okay. without using your nationality. You get oh, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. he would think like if you're, you know, an R&B singer from Iraq, then that guy has to use Iraq as his like, he has to incorporate Iraqi music. Mm. And I'm like, no, because surely art is more than just your passport. Right. But I understand he's like, but if you're going to connect with your people a certain way, and you use your background and your culture to then like cross pollinate your ideas into other cultures to, for people to connect with, which I get, I get the value in that. Um, and it, it's like, he, he genuinely thinks that that is a great route to, to achieving that. And I totally agree. Just yeah. my, my only sort of like um, opposition to that is like, it should be one of many different routes rather than that is the, the route. only the only route. Yeah. Okay. And I think he agrees with that as well. But I don't I don't think, uh, especially in this region, like when we're talking like Mina, um, I don't think there are a lot of artists that have figured that route out yet. They know maybe uh, sort of like where they want to be or where they want their what they want their music to sound like in 10 years time. But it's like it's sort of like saying like, um, I'm going to be a music producer and I know that my goal is to work with artists that are X, Y, Z. It's like, cool. But then there are so many different, like, you know, like within that. Yeah. 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 It's it's a, it's a maze to get there and you may change, but like when it comes to identity, like if identity is the, the end goal. um, Yeah. I think that a lot of artists that have come through, like not a lot of them are like, for example, like I'm from Sudan. I want to make Sudanese music. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But there's a lot of examples of, 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 like, for example, an artist who's Sudanese that makes Sudanese-infused music and has done really well, mm. you know? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a hard one. Bec- and I think I find that hard to answer as well because I'm not one culture or another because yeah, of course. my mixed background. Yeah, of course. Um, but it, I experience it, um, especially when I'm doing Arabic music. That's mm. the one where I experience it the most because I feel like um, Arabic music's very much stuck in a bubble. If, that, if you know what I mean. Um, Songwriting-wise, for sure, I've, I'm a huge like critic of Arabic music in general, uh, modern Arabic music. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of the time, like I, I kind of feel like it, it's not super open to trying new things. There's, as a, there's like a format that this is yeah. how like it, this is what it kind of should sound like. Yeah. 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 And I, I think a lot, um, a lot more emphasis is put on the singer to do something different than the music. If that makes sense, yeah, I can. I you know? can see. I like can see. If that. you remove, like, I don't know, um, uh, some modern day guys, but like, for example, if you remove um, Nancy Ajram from a Nancy Ajram song, it could be a song for anybody else. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. True. Yeah, yeah, Rather yeah. than if you took Travis Scott off a, tra- you're like, this sounds like a Travis. They, they, yeah, they have their sound. It's not yeah. not their voice. It's their sound. Like, yeah, this is and what I think I that makes the world. 
mm. and then that world can connect with another world and that could be in Indonesia wherever yeah. it is yeah yeah but I think um I think that's what makes it hard for like a lot of Arabic music to mm. like like uh, break out break out Mm-mm. um and I feel that because obviously with my mixed background when I hear a certain type of Arabic song I'm like you know and I feel like that with sometimes English music so if I hear an Arabic song and I go like oh that's so cool I'm like there's something there that is that has broken a certain rule because typically I respond to new Arabic songs a in a certain way. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's something being done different. Yeah, basically. exactly. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I don't know if you feel like that about Arabic music, but like I'm um, personally, I'm not the biggest Arabic music fan. It's just not my kind of thing. Obviously, there's a couple of hit songs that you know, like if it's played, like mm. yeah, I'll jump around, I'll have a good time, I'll go nuts. But it just does. It's never resonated. It mm. re- never resonated with me. Like if I'm gonna look at culture culturally, what music resonates with me what resonates with me the most mm. is for sure Spanish music. Really, like reggaeton, like reggaeton, bro. Oh, I reggaeton. And it's funny when you were talking about Abaca, I was thinking about reggaeton because reggaeton, the genre is this big, but the sound is literally this. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then throw whatever the fuck you want on top of it. You know what I mean? That's reggaeton. You know when I hear that? Or if it's a reggaeton battle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. it's like that. So when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, okay, reggaeton. Um, I don't know, just something about that kind of music. Maybe it's the language. Maybe I don't know what it is, but that resonates with me a lot. Yeah, I think, yeah, again, getting super philosophical. But like, I think that also has to do with the fact that like, it's predominantly African music, right? That's the the origin of where it Mm. comes from. And I think obviously because when you go pre-Islamic, first Islamic dynasty, um, you're talking about an era in time where humanity, uh, where sorry, where humanity, where um, the Middle East and Africa were just crossing over each other, mm. right? Um, that like intersection. Yeah, because mm. like for example, like uh, Saudi Saudi Arabia, like uh, historically in terms of like race, they prior to it being Saudi Arabia, it was it's essentially a combination of people coming from the sort of Egypt, Palestine mm. with Somalia mm. and Ethiopia. And then you have that. That's why you get a lot of people in the Middle East. It's like very in race so much. Yeah, yeah, and of course. Just, yeah, yeah, even absolutely. features and yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I think somewhere along that way, it must have happened with music. Mm. And which is why a lot of like Arabic music has a lot of like reggaeton or that like kind of dance like, hall backbeat to it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I feel A lot that. of pocket, a lot of like, you know, um, so I, I know I sort of just called you like you're the typical Arab that likes African music. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine with me, bro. I don't give a shit. I fucking love it. It doesn't affect me at all. I'll take it, bro. Yeah, yeah. anytime. Um, and so when so okay, so culturally working with different people, it, like the struggle seems to be between identity and sound. And mm. how do you what what's the right route to create that identity for yourself yeah. that will resonate with the people from your culture and with others? But when when it comes to like more of the tech, like not not the technical side, the human side of working with like people. So I'm sure when you first start out compared to where you are now, you must number one work with there's people now that you worked with before that you might definitely would say no to now. Oh, you know, there's probably people now that like because when we were, everything we talked about today about like design idea, like mm. the interpretation of our identity, all these kind of things. So if I come to him like Bailuni, yo, bro, like. Uh, I want to like make an album. Fine. Okay. Then we pick the type of music. Fine. Okay. Then it's like, then there's three, like three factors that come into my mind that Mm -hmm. are challenging. Mm -hmm. Number one, it's my vision as the artist, what I want it to be. Number one, it's your vision as a producer, how you think it should be. Mm -hmm. And number three is how are we going to come to a consensus that we're both happy with? That's going to hit the audience that we want to hit. 
Mm. So there's so many different things going there. So what's the biggest challenge, I guess, when you're working mm. by, when you're working with someone? Because I'm sure it's it's when it, anything creative, although it's a collaboration, unless you guys really see seems see things the same way, then yeah, it's smooth sailing. But yeah. a lot of the times, arts art and music and all is a very personal thing. So I can imagine there's some like mm. conflicts or just different points of view. Mm, so mm. what's the biggest challenge for you these days? Um, I think you. I think. Uh, the way that I found the answer to this is that you start with the third one first. Audience. Yeah. Okay. Or like target, you know, because, yeah, um, yeah because like, you know, no two fingers are the same. And um, like I said, some someone's just going to hear something a certain way. Another person hears it another way. And um, there's a there's a, a, a phrase that I, I, I stole and uh, from um, one of my bandmates uh, in uh, Coat of Arms called Liam, and he, uh, he coins Shout it. Shout out Liam. Shout out Liam. Uh, he coins it as like, you can only wear one hat at a time. So I'm like... I if, like that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, if he's like, if you're like, a person is going to hear a song a certain way with their hat on, and I'm going to hear it with my hat on. Mm. And unless I... Uh, intentionally decide to remove that hat and exchange hats I'm never going to be able to see it another way and that sometimes I could take off my hat and that person is like I don't want to take off my hat because I you know and yeah. you can get that yeah exactly so I, I then just revert back to like I'm like listen so from the beginning we're trying to do something like this um, we can either go ABC or we can do this I don't have a lot of those situations to be honest okay. but um, I think a lot of the time, um, I think it. I think it comes down to. Um, as, as like cliche as it sounds, it's like it's a respect thing. You know it, what I mean? That, yeah, I think that's that. That, yeah. that is it. Yeah. It, 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 it's a lot of, like because I remember when I started, there was like a bunch of artists that were like, well, "What would you know?" N- yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I've done this for a while. I yeah. know better. You know, you're yeah. just a producer, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, and then going back to like what I was saying in the beginning, because obviously I've tried to be an artist. I'd be like, dude, I've done this. Like, mm. I've been with a producer, mm. and I've said this. What you're saying to me now, yeah, and it did not work. Yeah. So I'm telling you, yes, it's like the crypto thing we're saying. You know, exactly, you're like, trust yeah. me, I learned this the hard way. Yeah, yeah, you, know? you do. 100%. Um. So, I think just with time, um, maybe with just the number of songs that I've done, that it. It just adds to like someone going like, well, he must have a point at some somewhere along like the way. Like he, you have the like the the, the portfolio and the credibility to yeah. be like for the, yeah. the guy to like respect at least what, whether yeah. he agrees it or not. Yeah, like, he, he probably knows something. Yeah, which yeah. is to be honest, which is a little bit flawed because I could have I could have an entire portfolio where no one listened to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, yeah, that's true. So a lot of the time, I, like I'll I'll ask them, you know, like or yeah, like if they pull something up from my portfolio, I'll ask them, what what about it? Because I'll straight up tell them, like, that wasn't even my idea like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe you have a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I think um, normally when when it's a, um, a, a texture thing or a palette thing or like you want to write about like the wind and the love thing I was saying or whatever, um, you would, you would, uh, you would just naturally already kind of get it with okay. most people okay. you know yeah 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 um, and I think that's more to do with what you do outside the project than than the actual like it's than, like yeah. when you're in it okay. yeah and yeah, I yeah. think I think um, like you know if you just jump into a session then you're like alright so what do you want bang and you do it um, and you don't know that person you're never gonna see eye to eye on that um, yeah yeah never gonna see eye to eye um, and sometimes uh, I'd say like almost like 
80% of the time, whenever there's been difference in opinion, it's worked its way back around where that person's like, I think I kind of want to try what you were saying earlier because I tried that, you know? So there's also a little like letting go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. I always say like a producer's job isn't really to like, your job isn't really to produce the song. It's more to produce the person, the artist. Okay, could you, you tell, explain, explain that a bit more? Yeah, like like if, like for example, like let's say you, you came to me now and you're like, I want to make a song and I love reggaeton and dance hall, right? Like, I could, there's two decisions I can make responding to you once I've heard you do reggaeton and I could either be like, dude, since you love it and since that's the genre you like the most, let's go for it. Okay. Regardless of whether you sound good doing it. Right? Okay. And okay. then the second one is, I know you love reggaeton, I know, but to be honest, I think you would sound better doing country just from the way that you sing. Interesting. Okay. I know this requires a clash. Yeah. And this requires me being a yes man. If in both situations, you don't sound good doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So typically what I, what I do is, is like, I'll say, listen, let's do the dance hall. But um, side note, I think you'd actually sound good doing country. And if one day you want to try it, let's try it whenever you're down. So I'm not stepping in the way of them doing what they want to do. But at the same time, I'm like, keep that door open, by the way, because maybe later. And most of the time, someone's like, by the way, I tried singing this country song. And like... A lot of people are saying I sound great or it's the flip someone's like I, yeah, I just hate country music and then I, by yeah. default my target would be like Tab Khaled like I'm thinking if we do dance hall maybe we have to do this and this and that because this typical traditional dance hall thing it's not working maybe the the way you're singing it mm. the way the words are coming mm -hmm. across sounds like a bit of like a ripoff yeah and I think then you find your way into something new and someone's like I've never heard dance hall this way but if that person, the only difficult situation is if that person's like, you come up to me and you're like, it's this or it's nothing. I'm like, cool, then I'll do that. And I'm actually happy to be wrong. Because if someone goes like, dude, that's the best thing you've ever done. I'm like, okay, I'll pick up, you know, maybe they've said something. Maybe you said to me, dude, trust me, I've been listening to dancehall my whole life. What people like is this. And I'm like, um, and then it works. I'm like, damn, you had a point. Like that does work. Fair. Yeah. Then when you come back in, I'm the one that's, adjusting more now <laughs> yeah yeah exactly because it's my job is to make that person who they want to be yeah. rather than like i want to make a reggaeton song because mm. then like yeah so like when so when so when you're working with like uh, a client it's you from the from what i'm understanding it's you kind of since you're the one providing the in a way this like the service for them Yes, you will give your creative input. Yes, you you might give them a new idea, but at the end, like when push comes to shove, at the end of the day, what, what you believe your job is is to do what you think like to make the artist happy or to put, give them what they want. Yeah, in an essence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get it's that. it's sort of like um, my job isn't to be the car. My job is to drive the car to where it wants to go. Gotcha. And exactly. the person's in the passenger seat. I'm like, where do you want to go? They're like, there. I'm like, okay, okay, I got you. But it's not my job to be like, listen, you should be going here. And listen, this is the wrong car for you. Because then the person's like, I don't even want to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. 100%. So, yeah. So, and it's hard sometimes because you get shot down a lot. And I mm. think in the beginning when you're, um, you know the singer Bazi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Bazi has a great saying um, in one of his interviews. I think it's with, um, with uh, I think he, uh, God, I can't believe I forgot his name. Uh, the guy from CNN, uh, old guy, uh, legend, uh, not Letterman. Um, no, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Uh, I forgot his name. Though. We can't let this go. And jump, someone jump in, guys. <laughs> Audience, anyone? Someone, someone, leave it as a comment. <laughs> yeah, someone, leave yeah, it as yeah. a comment. Um, Larry King. 
Didn't we say that? Did we say Larry King? Did you say Letterman? Letterman. I think it is Larry King. Is it? Yeah. Larry King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Larry King. Thank God. It's as soon as you let it go. Um, so he has this interview with Larry King and he, um, he says that like, um, he, a similar question came up and he said like, this is the difference between a secure artist and an insecure artist. A secure artist um, doesn't take changes or um, hurdles or modifications or other people's ideas, suggestions, feedback the wrong way because they're super secure with the fact that Mm. They're they know what they know how they feel about it. They know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. While an insecure artist, like if they get the smallest thing, they lash out mm. because deep down inside they kind of had a feeling, or they're really not used to hearing that. Exactly. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I was a little bit like that when I started. Um, I don't think it was severe, but I would like internalize it a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I was like, oh, cool, you know. Yeah. Um, and then. With time, it's just got a lot better. Where, 100%. And I think, yeah. I think when people, especially when someone like feels very strongly about something and they'll say something very strongly, I'm like, yeah, cool. And then they go like, maybe, hold on. Maybe, yeah, like, <laughs> hold on a minute. Why, why aren't you finding it? Why yeah, aren't you? Yeah, like, yeah. I wasn't expecting that That reaction. was too easy. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. So I think it's, it's, I think it's sort of like, yeah, to go back to your question, it's like, it's the third one. It's like, okay, Aud- what are we trying to do audience-wise? Okay. Is it reggaeton? Is it whatever? Yeah. And then, okay, this plus this. All right. And then I think even if it was like, you know, if we were doing a song together, Halfway through, maybe you might be chasing the rabbit down the wrong hole. Then you're like, uh, dude, I think we've kind of gone a bit. Yeah, I feel it now. Mm. I feel it now by yourself. Yeah. And then I don't have to be like, I told you so. Or like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll be like, okay, let's try the other thing. You exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that, that quote that you just talked about, the difference between a secure uh, artist and insecure artist, I think... And it makes sense, especially when you're starting out, man. Even when I was starting out, like this podcast, yeah. I was insecure as fuck. Like I'm like, oh shit, people are gonna hear me. What if they hear like how I sound? Whatever. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. it's a normal thing. But I think he said it perfectly. You get to a level um, with your of confidence in yourself. Like basically, like I know I'm the shit, but I'm op- like I'm open to get better. Yeah. that's the thing. And yeah. I think that's when once you get to that level. And I think that insecurity comes from a lack of confidence sometimes. Yeah, you know, because yeah. it's your confidence, your identity, yeah. and so on. Um, I asked AY this question mm. and we, we talked about it briefly last yeah. time. So now I want to get the your, legendary clip. The, yes, the legendary <laughs> clip. Now I want to get your perspective on it. Do you believe that producers get the credit they deserve? And if they don't, why do you think they don't? Uh, well, AY, AY said it, I mean, like as, as well as you could say it. Um, the only thing I would add to what he said mm. would be that like, um, I think that it's sort of like uh, it's an industry problem even outside of music like in movies uh, it's mm, the same yeah, problem like the credits don't go to the producers and stuff yeah, yeah I mean yeah. like who even stays for the credits you know what I mean <laughs> very well apart said apart from Marvel like where you're like I'm waiting for <laughs> that scene yeah 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 you know so um, it's I'm, I think in music sometimes um, it gets it gets overlooked a lot more because mm. I think like you know people go like Scorsese film, uh, Christopher Nolan film. Mm. Um, I'm not. I think sometimes the reason it gets overlooked, and I genuinely think it's between one of two things. I think it's because the insecure thing with some artists. Oh, like. And I think some artists are like, I don't want to be associated. I don't want. To, I don't want anyone to be seen as being associated with what I'm doing. Because okay. of the insecurity of some okay. kind. So I don't want anyone to like kind of take the, the, the light off me. Yeah. You know, you like know, this, is yeah. My, this is my song. Yeah. You know and what I mean? Especially yeah. when producers are being ignored. 
because artists are getting spotlight, it's then you have an artist that's like, but I want that. Mm. So why would if artist A got all the spotlight and the producer took this, the the bench, artist B is not going to be like, I don't want any of the light. Like, yeah. n- like you know. So, yeah, yeah, I got you. But um, I think. Um, I think it's it's like it's so hard to explain. I think you'd probably be able to explain better than I would. But like, I just think that like, because I've been an artist, mm. um, and I would say in some cases with the band, like obviously I still am. Um, I I sometimes question why exactly is it that one would want that recognition, right? Because an artist, the 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 audience for an artist is not the audience for a producer. So, okay. like, um, and I'm wearing both hats at, right now, so it's mm. a bit difficult to articulate, but yeah. like, I'm in a band, I have, I'm with four other guys, we make music, um, let's say we were with a producer, for example, um, the people that I'm putting the music out to are general public, Fair. right? And I want the general public to know that I have a new song. Mm. I understand how an artist might say that, like, I doesn't it doesn't really matter to to me to tell the people who made it i just want the people to know that we've done this work and this person did help us and i can tag him and i can credit him or whatever but it's like it's not my job to highlight that which is the insecure thing you're yeah. talking about right yeah but then um i'm just thinking like and i've thought about this myself as a producer like even if i got that the people that i would benefit from are other artists right not the general public yeah true you know yeah 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 so i think i'd have a much bigger problem if someone lied about who did the song than me not being for example credited shouted out or whatever yeah i mean lack of credit is lack of credit yeah yeah yeah, you know yeah um especially when you have done a certain job but i think um yeah especially like the whole like you know, if I'm an artist, I'm like, shout out to blah, 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 who produced it, whatever. Like, okay, cool, that's extra. And I, sometimes I just try to check myself and I go like, um, even if they did shout about it, I don't think anyone would really care, like, because it's general public. So they're just like, cool. I mean, I'm not listening to him. I'm listening to you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I exactly. get that. Yeah, I get um, that. It would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice. Yeah. Uh, of course. Like, of course. You know, but I yeah. think I, I have to say like, um i feel very blessed and grateful like i don't i haven't really faced that problem a lot okay um okay. and i think that's maybe because i don't i don't really make a big deal out of it and then by default someone just goes like no man like you know beluni did one two three four five Mm-mm-mm. um and there are some occasions where um i've had people not credit me at all and um like it's happened it's well i could say probably like a and b is like when it happened earlier in my career um i took it the wrong way and um now and it's happened like very recently where i haven't been credited on something but that person is like dude the song's done so well i need to come back and i want to do more and whatever so in my mind i'm like well like it it didn't really hurt me Mm. apart from maybe if they like some more exposure kind of thing yeah if they know other artists and whatever whatever but then at the end of the day it's very possible that that person could just go up and say like, hey man, you know who did that song? They're like, Beluni. So it's done. Gotcha. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it excuses it. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, yeah but I course. think I think like, it, I mean like, you know, who produced, uh, I don't know, who produced, um, let's just find like a really popular movie. Like, 
who produced the Titanic? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. I know who directed it, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know who produced it, no, you know? Uh, who produced Man of Steel? Who produced The Dark Knight? And it's like, there yeah. are names that you probably don't know even in film, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. I think that's, I think you, I think you explained it, <clears throat> like building on what AY said. I think the way you talked about it is the key distinction. Yeah, oh, regardless, we agree. It should be done. Yeah, it should be done. I think everyone should get the credit they yeah, deserve. For sure. The validation is even for the even even like in your case when you're like, although like if you get that, what more do I get from it? Maybe a little bit more exposure, whatever. But your win is that art. That artist now wants to come back and work with you, and that opens yeah. your audience. Your audience's artists and artist audience is general public. General public. Yeah. I was gonna say audience again. I was like, yeah, how yeah, are you yeah. gonna do that? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I think having that clear distinction if someone's a producer would like help you a lot yeah. obviously it, if you still don't get shout out it sucks you know anyone in the world we don't get validation for the hard work yeah. you put in to make someone else successful yeah it's yeah. a shitty feeling yeah. but you know it is what it is i think yeah just to add to that i yeah. think it's i like it's like the worst of two evils like you know exactly like jumping out of the exactly. fire into the uh, out of the fireplace into the fire but it's like i think what's worse is like it's it's bad. It, you do want validation and you do want to be credited, but then there's also a part of it that's like, um, what's worse is someone taking credit for what you've done. That's yeah, that's, no, that's the worser the, yeah. of the two. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That one I f I feel a lot more strongly about, regardless, because I feel like that's when, behind closed doors or in somewhere else, like that should be said. And and it can go back to the secure and secure thing where someone's like, yeah, but I don't want to say because it makes me look bad or whatever. It's like, mm. it doesn't, by the way. Yeah. And um, I always think, and if this is one message I could send to artists, it's like, yeah. at the end of the day, like, um, there's a quote I just saw as well from Dr. Dre. He says something very similar. He's like, I never, I never succeeded at anything I've ever done in my life alone. There you go. You know? Yeah, so it's like, it, it's a good look having a team. Of course. You know? yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. really rare for people who are happy to take the back seat for your dream. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm very happy for someone to go and become a like superstar on the back of work I've done for them. And then they work with other people. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like that credit or tag is sometimes not worth the hassle. The hassle, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. When and it just makes them look like, oh, but I want to mm. be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, like, you've you've got that the extra feather in your cap in your own way. You know, they're successful. Yeah. That's like, for you, as by Luna, yeah. you're like, another one. Yeah, in the, you yeah, know, another, another, another sick one down. Yeah. 100%. When it comes to, I know you've produced, uh, like, you've, I, I was looking, you've done, like, metal, R&B, yeah. there's, like, so many different genres, yeah, yeah. you know? And, like, when I saw metal, I'm like, how do you metal than R&B? Yeah, in the same day sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. Uh, but just, like, um, for you personally, if I told you, I'm like, Beluna, we wanna, I want to make something that, I want you to make something that you'd love. Like, what, what genre oh. would be your thing? I know you have now, I didn't know you were in a band before, so I'm like, my mind is going metal, but maybe I'm wrong. Um... Free reign. No audience, no nothing, just pure love. Um, it wouldn't be metal, no. Okay. It okay. wouldn't be metal, that's for sure. I enjoy making it a lot. Um, I would say... Hmm, there's, like there's like a weird... There's like a weird space between uh like 
early the weekend vibes okay with what travis scott does now there's like a weird uh, like a middle i but i get do you hear what i'm saying yeah, yeah i get the yeah. sounds i get the it's sounds like there about. is yeah, like yeah. exciting distorted sounds but not like you know full throttle music <laughs> yeah. but like i do I, so i i i really do enjoy um uh what's the word um shout out to kk because he, he called it this uh toxic r&b toxic r&b yeah and okay. i love i love that phrase okay yeah toxic r&b like it's anything that when you hear it straight away you're like uh something happened yeah. you know what i mean yeah <laughs> however that sounds that's what i love that would be that would be it Got yeah. you. so yeah, it could yeah. manifest in a, in a different ways so you could go from like the hills to highest in the room but somewhere along the line maybe maybe probably closest would be somewhere between actually like party next door and the weekend early days early days yeah yeah something like that okay i get that that's just i think yeah i would vibe with that that's like i i can vibe with that kind of music toxicity you know? yeah toxicity. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's a great term shout out to kick it yeah, I, shout I, out. I really like that um when you just have a few more questions when i'm like when i think of art and i think of music and i've spoken to photographers you know musicians chefs whatever whatever the case might be it's such an iterative process so do you ever look back now at like the music you made maybe like three years ago and you look at it and you're like, oh man, now I do that like 20 million times better and stuff. Weekly. Yeah. Okay, it's, they, weekly. it's weekly. So the, the question becomes, it can always, like a piece of music could always be improved. It could be an endless project. You could never stop. But I think you have to get to a point, like what's the point that you as a producer, like take the artist out of it, but you, Eluni, you guys have recorded all the music, whatever, you got everything ready, and you're just like, save, you know, like it's done. Now it's done. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I'm, I'm guessing it's a feeling or I don't, I don't know, because it can never, it could be, an, it could be a never ending process. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's not always up to me. So it's a okay. tough one. Yeah, sure, sure. But I would say that, uh, yeah, because there's like that, there's that quote, right? Um, is it Da Vinci said uh, art has never completed. It's only abandoned. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. So it's, it's like very much that where you're like, dude, we have to upload this after tomorrow. So <laughs> it just has to be done. You know, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of that. Um, I've had a lot of, I've had, I won't name names, but like I've sure. had a lot of like um, artists tell me like the songs out on the 27th and then like 26 AM dude, uh, I'll bring the, the vocals need to come down or, oh, dude, I want to re-record something. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, 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 so it's happened. But I think, um, I think it's, it's a process of, it's more of like letting go than okay, it is. Because yeah. um, it's sort of like, you know, you know, the 80-20 rule, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, it's yeah. sort of Focus like, on 80%, give it 20, like, yeah. yeah so it's 20 like, 80, yeah. you feel that like that last 80% of the time, you're like, you don't feel much of a difference. Okay, you know? I got you. Unless yeah. it's something like, um, I find like nowadays more of the time is taken on maybe it's like structure than anything mm. else. Mm. So like someone might say, um, I don't know, like say the song's two and a half minutes and they'll show it to a streaming platform um, for like an, like an early bird listen thing. And the pla- like whatever, it's like Apple and Rami, Spotify, whatever, they'll be like, oh, you know, typically whatever, the song always does better if vocals start after seven seconds rather than yours, yours starts after 15. Then it's like, oh, how do we, Oh, maybe I need to chop the intro and, you know, so it's like we're it's essentially the whole structure of the song is changing. That happens more 
uh, that causes more of like a damn like when is this done mm. than maybe for example like I don't like the way I sound or okay I yeah. got you yeah, yeah. The, the the which is it's quite time cumbersome but it's like the the iterations are more in that now than it is like oh, I don't know if we should maybe add this maybe add that yeah yeah it's yeah. iterations and what is already like done you know yeah. the, like little yeah. things in like what it'd be like if you're doing yeah. your podcast and then like someone randomly from like let's say SoundCloud came and said to you like oh listen by the way like it's better if you have um, all of your podcasts not exceed an hour and a half yeah yeah exactly. and then you go to say whoever's recording it and you say like dude can you go back and re-edit everyone to an hour and a half the guy's like what and then they're like or you can keep it three hours but then put you're like yeah 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 okay i got you i get you know what i mean yeah yeah all these yeah. like nitpicky little things yeah, yeah, yeah rather sure. than like i don't like the way i sound like a big change a yeah, big change i got you okay i got you um so i just have three more questions for you William. and you actually brought up something now that i've actually never asked someone uh and i don't even know about so how does it work when it comes to like uh like the stream streaming platforms for example mm-hmm. like how does that marriage work between artists and the streaming platform because mm-hmm. for my podcast for example I just have to make an account and upload, but it's a podcast. Is it the same? I feel with music, it's a little bit different. Or is it not? Is it exactly the same thing? You just upload and it's for free and like whatever. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how that, mm, how that works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, like, yeah, it's, 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 almost, yeah, it's almost the same. I mean, like, uh, okay. you can do it for like $10 and you can put oh, okay. your song out everywhere. Um, I think the, the sort of like um, maybe the tension between like, uh, putting out a song and it going somewhere mm. um, I would say is that like w- with podcasts uh, you would know a lot more about this than I would but because like it's uh, long format mm. it it doesn't require um, like once you're in you're in and then you leave when you want and I feel like with music you could hear a Rosalia song for example and then you want something now to match that every okay. five minutes. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's where the power of playlists come in. Mm. Um, so then because people are automatically by default looking for a different, you know, snack every five minutes, um, that the, the, the sort of power falls onto the playlist. And then the playlists, then where you get placed dictates how well you're going to well do. How well you're going to do. Okay. You know, and then the order of it, for example, because someone is someone is not going to digest three hours of music non-stop yeah yeah you're unless gonna, it's at a party yeah you're gonna jump in and out you yeah. know see what you like see what you don't like yeah. and yeah yeah and then a lot of like um a lot of uh i think a lot of artists struggle with because the problem i, I and i don't think you oh sure sure i think the problem that you'd have with um with artists and podcast uh sorry artists and playlists is that me and you could do that reggaeton song we were talking about but yeah Maybe you're like, dude, how crazy would it be if I sing something like a little bit country over a reggaeton beat, right? Mm. And you do this really unique thing. It's whatever. And then you, it goes out on a platform and then someone goes, what's the genre? And then you go reggaeton. They're like, but it doesn't sound like you sing reggaeton. Then you go like country and they go like, that's a reggaeton like beat. Yeah. So you just get lost in nomads land. Ah, and then okay. that's when artists go like, should I now conform to for the playlists? Okay. So, yeah, you can get your music up for $10 and you can spend millions advertising something, but especially independently. But then you're like, but where do I fit in? Yeah. And I think long term, you realize a lot of people feel like I'm the I'm that weird kid at school again, but in Spotify or Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have you know? to fit in some kind of bucket. 
Yeah, but then maybe like in the case with like hope it helps, like once you like one, you can literally just like you will navigate your way through through it. Yeah, yeah, you'll binge it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I got you. It makes it easier to binge when you have long format. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, yeah with I short get that. format, you might just get enough of that, and then you're like, oh, maybe I feel like something else. Yeah, and then you start surfing. You know, unless the artist is like something like a Russ. Yeah, like someone like you genuinely like love. Russ is yeah. fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I love Russ. But like, if you like one Russ song, you'll love every Russ song. Yeah. Do you know like, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got you. But if you're like, um, I don't know, if you're like, uh, yeah, The weekend, and you hear like The Hills, and then you hear Blinding Lights, you're like, no, I don't like this. Mm-mm. You know, so you're m- there's a much higher chance with most artists that you will not like maybe like, as much as the first as, song you heard. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Man, there's so many, I like... I, bro, hit me, hit me. I'm bro, down. Like, there's this conversation has been fantastic. Like, I've, I, I love music, and I don't often get to speak to people who produce it and stuff. So, I had like I take my little experience where I dabbled in yeah, and yeah, my yeah, understanding. Yeah. So I like to bounce ideas off and get where your perspective is and stuff. So, man, this has been so much fun. Um, just two more questions for you. Hit me. These are questions I ask all my guests. Oh, okay. All right. So, if you looking back, either at your personal life or your career, if I ask you the question, Beluni. What are you most proud of? What would you say? Um, this is, I, I want to answer this well, because I know I'll watch this back and be upset with myself. Um, I would say that um, I'm most proud of the fact that um, I've never let uh, music or or anything in my life change my principles. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, like yeah, Like just yeah. my morals in general. Yeah. Um, and I know that maybe at some point it might come at my, it might come at like my career's... Like expense? Expense. Mm. But uh, like I'm okay with that. Yeah, if yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's what... I mean, I could I could give the... Like I'm very proud. Of, I, I am very proud of all the music I've done and whatever. Of course. Yeah. But I think um, that's what anchors me through it all. Through it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it's an awesome thing, man, to... Because I think it's so easy once you get into a certain... Like from when you start to get to like in a certain place, different kind of people, different kind of things, different kind of ideas and values and stuff mm. around you. So if you can look back... Uh, a decision you made yesterday or a week ago or a couple months ago and it's like was that a decision that I'd still I would I, I would still make now is that like who I truly am that's a, I think that's yeah yeah and I think like you know like it's like my like one of my biggest dreams like uh in life is is genuinely to be a father like inshallah one day I could be a father inshallah, man. Yeah. Inshallah. so like uh like I would always want to like my kids to like look back and be like like he did the right thing or yeah, that yeah. was a smart decision to make be- just so that like without me having to like boss them around and tell them what to do and just be like like by example yeah and th- th- by their own finding yeah yeah you yeah. know what i mean You're, rather yeah, than yeah. like go back and check out what your dad was on <laughs> hope it helps you'll see what i mean you know like that would be so crazy you know? but like yeah so like uh, i always think of like what would my future self do self say if yeah. i had no job no nothing yeah. what would be the right thing to do yeah. you know I, I think that's a great a really like refreshing and like very grounding way to like think about your decisions about life. That's awesome, man. Thank you, man. And for my last question, Bailuni, what is the message you'd like everyone to ah. take home with them today? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I leave the heavy ones for the end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You left the, you left the, yeah, you left the saucy ones for the end. For sure. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. I would say that if you are, regardless of whatever um, path or job or whatever you want to do in life, um, I've realized that the best advice I could give anybody is that essentially what me and Khaled were saying, um, make sure that you love what you do and that you're doing what you love. And if you're not, it's fine, but at least know that you can still pursue that without it being your full-time or whatever, and then eventually might become your full-time. But never tell yourself that you can't do something if you really want to do it. That would be my... Yeah, yeah. No, and I totally agree with that, man. I think you said it, um, like, obviously, love with the, loving what you do and doing what you love, but I think the key point that you said, which uh, people often forget, which brings the reality into it, even if you can't, maybe you can't do it in the dream you had, but mm -hmm. you can still do something you love that brings you enjoyment that might not be, you know, that... It might not become the thing you want it to be, 100%. but you can if you love it, you can still do it on the side and you know enjoy it. Yeah, and you and, know I, what I, and mean? I think like I mean yeah. that's how you know uh, a lot of people start yeah, this podcast, music, whatever. And I think um, yeah, I just think like it, it it's sad because I do see a lot of people going. I've always wanted to do one, two, three, four, five, but never had. And I think sometimes some people say that and then they realize actually it's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. And there's like multi potentialites and they you know. Yeah. But I think. Just try it. Just do it. Yeah. You know? Give it a try. So, man. I mean, like, from no DJ regrets. to podcast. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck we got here, bro. But here we are. Man, thank you very much for having me, bro. I, mean, I appreciate man, you. This Habib, was an man. absolute pleasure, bro. I love this conversation. It was then, so much fun. And then we're doing, we're doing crypto talk after this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Need to see what's going on. What coins are, yeah, like, hot so. right now. Um, for the people who want to connect with you, work with you, uh, where can they get in touch? Just let, uh, plug it in. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Instagram is at Bailouni, uh, B-A-I-L-O-U-N-I. Um, my uh, website, I guess, uh, is www.rayanproducer.net. Um, and yeah, pretty much that's pretty much what I use. So it's one of those two. All right, guys, you got all the information there. If you want to reach out to him, man, thank you so much again for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having pleasure. me. Uh, guys, to everyone, follow, subscribe, give that this podcast five stars, give it ten. Yes, bro, sir. Uh, share it with your homies um, on Instagram, Facebook. You know, I hope that that helps. And as always, guys, hope it helps. Peace.